You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I am your host, Anthony Abbott. Um, firstly, I just wanted to apologize about the sporadic nature of the episodes lately. Um, I'm a new daddy to twin boys, so my schedule is really out of whack. So I do try and get them out as close to a schedule as I can, but sometimes it might be a day or two here or there that I might be a little bit late. Uh, on that point, I want to thank my wonderful wife, Sarah, for the amazing job she's doing and for taking the lads for a walk when I'm recording. That really, really, really helps. Uh, I also want to say how great it was to finally get back out and see a live football match. The Wanderers and the Atletico Waterbury put on a great show for the fans who braved the uh, torrential rain to be there. I don't think even a tornado or a hurricane could have stopped everyone from uh, showing up, so it was definitely great uh, fun to get out there and see uh, some games, and I can't wait to see some more. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Kind of weird bumping into people out and about, and then them realizing I'm the down the pub guy, it kind of never gets old, but um, I, I do appreciate anybody tuning in and listening because I know, you know, I, I, I don't have the greatest technical skills when it comes to sound and, and all that kind of stuff, so sometimes some of the episodes don't sound the greatest, so I really do appreciate you taking the time to check us out. Uh, if you could spare a moment or two from your day and leave a review or a subscription on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. All that stuff really helps the show. Um, I'm also trying to work to get my YouTube channel up and running. We record all our interviews over Zoom, so I'd actually love people to be able to see them. It's it's a different experience when you can see people interacting rather like it's it's kind of nice because like sometimes you might hear like a little bit of a laugh or a little bit of a joke and it's lost in translation on audio only so i'm trying to get the youtube channel up and running as i just mentioned i'm not the greatest at this stuff so uh bear with me or even better if you are good at this stuff and you want to teach an old dog some new tricks hit me up um i'll be more than willing to be your student and i can even pay by buying you a few points so uh if that's something that you would like to do to try and teach this old dog new tricks uh reach out on the socials the usual places at down the pool pod um, i think it's the same on instagram and twitter now so yeah so reach out give me a shout if there's anything that you want to see different with the show or any guests you try and like me to get i obviously can't promise i'll get them but uh, i'll give it a go god loves a tryer so yeah so thanks again everybody for all the support and um, this week's episode it was a fun one to do i always love like, getting to talk to some lads and uh, from back home in the old country kind of makes you makes you kind of Realize how much you miss it sometimes. So yeah, um, Dan Casey is on this week, uh, this week's episode, and he is a legend. So yeah, on the show. So, uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pool podcast. Uh, we are joined by um, a player from Sacramento Republic, grew up in Dublin, and has somehow managed to get himself a job on the beach in California. So, uh, welcome to the show, uh, Dan Casey. Thanks for coming Thanks, on, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. 
uh, really looking forward to this. So before we get started, we normally just do a few kind of quick questions just to kind of get you in the flow of things before we get into like the really hard hitting questions like so. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, what was the first game you went to and what teams were playing? The first game I ever went to, well, probably the first game that I remember going to was Ireland against Romania in Lansdowne Road, probably, I think it might have been about four, four, I'd say. Nice. So, no, I remember it because my dad got me the Ireland jersey and it was sponsored by Aircom at the time. It's, I think it's quite a famous jersey, so everyone will remember it. But uh, yeah, I think that's, I remember it because being a young kid and going to an Ireland game was a great buzz at the time. So uh, yeah, that's probably the first game I sort of remember going to. Uh, I love it. Like that Aircom jersey is uh, iconic, man. It's, it's a beauty. That's a classic. It is a yeah. classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, I'm stealing this one from the uh, the Talking Bollocks podcast. I don't know if you uh, listen to it. It's a, it's a big podcast that's taken off in Ireland. So um, when you're wearing sliders, do you wear them with or without socks? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> depends, really. If I'm going, if I'm going to be wearing them out, out, I'd wear them without socks because I don't want my feet getting all sweaty. But uh, if I was wearing them just around the house, I'd wear socks. Awesome. I just figured because you probably wear them way more than the, the average yeah, yeah, person. You see, <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'm just finished training, I put them on, and obviously I want to get rid of my sweaty socks, so I don't want to be wearing them around the place, so I take them off then. But if I was just going around the house chilling, I'd wear I'd wear socks with them. Okay, amazing. Uh, so uh, what team did you support when you were growing up? Chelsea, and I'm still a Chelsea fan today. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been doing this, like, a year and a half now. Uh, like, I follow Tottenham. And I think yeah. I've had one other Tottenham fan on so far. And yeah, it's, always, it's always Chelsea or Arsenal fans that I get to talk to. And I fucking it's a tough fan for Tottenham fans, especially with Kane wanting out. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not jealous of you at the minute. Yeah, like, so that, that, that's a quick one for you. What do you think of like that? him not turning up for training? Like, Do you think that's like bang out of order or you can see what he's um, doing? There? I think there's much more behind the scene that we don't know about. Um, so I don't know really. But like he's been a captain there. He seems, seems like he loves Tottenham. So I don't think he'd be doing it. Uh, for any malicious reason, I think it's more so he wants to get out, and I think maybe things have been said to him that he could have leave if certain things weren't hit. And I don't know, it's just, it's a bit of a messy situation. It's not great to see because I think he's probably one of the best strikers in the world, and you obviously want him in a club and ready to play next year when the season's coming up. Yeah, um, like I, I just I don't get like just personal opinion. I don't think I don't get Tottenham trying to sell him or allowing him to be sold to a premiership rival. Like, I think if he was going to go abroad, like kind of the way Bale went around Madrid, I'd be kind of okay with it. But like the talk, there's talk about the Man City and then there's like my friend's a Chelsea fan and he's like, oh, one step closer to Stamford Bridge. And I was like, oh, the fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'd take him with Chelsea though, no problem. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. So uh, the, the last one of these questions, what's your favorite book or your favorite movie? Um... Spot here. Uh, I probably depends what mood I'm in. If I'm, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed. I like all war movies. To be honest, um, I like 1917. That was out recently. All, all war movies will do it for me. Um, I don't know. I think they're my, my most interest. Like I love reading about war, war, war stories and watching war movies. So any real war movie, I like. Love it, love it. Uh, Dunkirk was another good one. That was it. Dunkirk was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was a brilliant movie. Yeah, I really like that one. 
So uh, the first question I have for you um, is, how is life in California? It's good. Um, it's hot, I'll tell you that. Um, it's, it's different because we're eight hours behind in Dublin, so it's fine in the mornings and when I wake up, I've got my phones hopping, I've got loads of messages from WhatsApp groups and stuff. But as the day gets on, it gets a bit tougher because come four o'clock, it's 12 o'clock in Ireland and everyone's asleep. So that was probably the biggest factor that I had to deal with coming over here. Because when I got over here initially, it wasn't that hot and it's been a gradual increase in the heat. And it's not been easy at times. It's been 42, 43 degrees some days, which is crazy. Like, And we're going out to train and play matches and that, which has been tough. But I'd say the toughest, the toughest part about coming over here was the time difference. The eight hours, it's, it's a lot like. Yeah, like like we're here in Halifax, we're four hours behind, and I feel it too, man. It's like eight o'clock here. Like I finish work at eight o'clock, and you kind of just want to text people back home, and then it's like, oh shit, like everybody's in bed. It kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah. Um, but but so how how do you how are you coping with the heat? Like Irish people aren't renowned for having a great tolerance for for heat. Like I mean, it's 24, 25 degrees in Ireland, and they're all like sweating their arses off. So like, what's it? Uh, like how are you coping yourself? Like like trying to get get through all that. Yeah, it's fine. I, I love I love uh, I love going out and being in the sun, being active, and it's much better than the rain anyway. <laughs> uh, being honest though, like the games are probably the games that we have are eight o'clock at night, so it's weird because in the mornings it's not as hot as it is in the evenings over here. Um, in the mornings it obviously takes a while for the sun to get up properly, properly and heat up or whatever. So then when it comes to three or four o'clock, it's probably the hottest part of the day, so it takes a bit of time to go down. So I remember a game we played against Irish County, I think a couple of weeks ago, it was 40 degrees during the game. And it's hard because you're, you're trying to concentrate around football as well. And then this heat is like, it's overwhelming really. You can't really, you're just sort of gasping for air half the time. It's hard to concentrate because it's so hot. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love that I can go out. I've got a, I live in a complex with a couple of the lads here. It's like a team of complex. So we there's a pool here, there's... Outside, outside barbecue so it's great to get out and go, I play a good bit of golf and stuff like that so to get out and be active is great but when you're playing matches it's quite tough yeah man that sounds uh, absolutely horrible I'm, I'm, I'm just sweating just thinking about it to be yeah, perfectly honest it, so, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Colin Falvey's there at the club he's the assistant uh, coach I think um, yeah, so, yeah. so how has he been helping to settle in on it how, how nice has it been having like a, another Irishman there to kind of help you yeah out? it's brilliant it's, it's brilliant to be honest um, obviously we can have a bit of crack about what's going on at home and stuff. And if I wanted to chat, he'd be, he's always there for a chat and he'll, he'll help me because he knows what it's like coming over from Ireland. Um, yeah, so I really, I've, I'm very grateful that he's here and he's been great. He's helped me a lot with, with the football side of things as well, which is good. So uh, there's also like an MLS legend who's the, the GM of the club, Todd uh, Donovan. Uh, he's won a few MLS Cups with the Galaxy and, and stuff like that. So like how much is he involved in the day-to-day? Like do you get to interact with him much, like kind of pick up a few tips for him or is he just like in his office kind of just hidden away? Um, he's a bit of both. He wouldn't be on the pitch every day. He'd be on, he'd be on a bit. But uh, yeah, he, he's great around the place as well. He'd tell you, he'll, he'll pull you for a chat and he'll talk about football with you. And obviously with the standard he's been at, you want to listen to all he has to say and take as much from it as he can. But yeah, he's not really on the pitch as much as the other coaches would be. So he's sort of, he's doing office stuff as well. So he's just sort of, he's a bit all over. The, he, he goes from maybe he could be in the club office one day and he could be on the pitch. So he wouldn't be out as much as the other coaches, but he's still great to have. And it's great. Anything he says to me, I'm going to listen and try, try and take it on board. 
So, so the goal was always, uh, like the last few years, was to get Sacramento into the MLS, um, and it's kind of being put on the back burner. Like, so is there is there any news on that front at all? Like, or is that like part of the reason why you became part of the project is because that was in the offing, or um, being honest, it, personally, I didn't really look too much into it because it was still two or three years away, and uh, I wanted to sort of have a good season this season. So that was that was at the back of my mind. Obviously, it would have been nice to do well and then go on, continue, and go on to the MLS team. But um, I think there's a lot happening behind the scenes, and debates that could hopefully will go through. But to be honest, as a team this year, we're sort of concentrating this year because we've got a great opportunity to go and do as well as we can this year. So if we do well this year, I think it's sort of take that and that in the background will take care of itself. So I was always sort of just coming over here to deal with this year first. It would have been obviously a nice apple to have at the end, but uh, no, this year it wasn't really part of my decision to be honest. So um, I saw uh, like you guys are having a bit of an indifferent start to the season. Like you've you've done well the last few weeks, but it's kind of been up and down. Um, I had uh, OKC's uh, Charlie Ward on there, and you guys are in the same sort of situation where like you're not getting hammered five nil, six nil. It's like a goal here, a goal there. That's kind of been making the difference in the game. So what what do you think is that like little missing piece that like would just pushes on that little bit further? Um, I think we sort of. We started off the season quite well and I think that sort of killed us in a way because we were winning and we weren't playing as well as we know we could have. So I think that sort of, it didn't catch up with us, but it was sort of, it just didn't help us because we were getting results and not playing exactly how we wanted to play. And then we started playing quite well and we weren't getting results. So it was tough that way, but uh, we've just come back. We sort of changed our style of play a bit, which is good. I think it suits the team and we're just going from there. Um, I think the confidence was a bit low when we were losing many games, but we've just, the coaching staff have got us up, up for the stuff. And to be honest, we, we're quite hungry. We want to win. And with our division being so tight, we know that if we put a few results together, we're right up the table. So, um, yeah, we're just sort of, we're going from there and hopefully we can go on a bit of a run now. We've, been, we've done well the last couple of games. So we've got a game on Thursday against Tacoma. So hopefully we can go up and get a result. Nice. Um, so, so as you mentioned, like you're playing uh, League of Ireland. So, um, I always kind of imagine that as being kind of like a little bit like English football, where it's kind of like rough and tumble and whatever. But when I watch uh, the USL, I've watched quite a bit of it now. It, it seems like it's a little bit more on the ground with the ball. There's like a movement and, and stuff like that. So, has your game adapted? Like, how's your game adapted to be able to play? Because obviously, I think you need to be more of a, a footballer, if you know what I mean, rather than just a big meaty centre half kind of thing. So like of course, yeah, yeah. Well to be fair though, the way I played with Bows last year, we tried to play football. And I think Bows are known to be a good footballing team. So coming over here, I love to play football. I love to get on the ball and that's what Mark, the manager, told me that we want to do over here. So I did have a look, I did a bit of research over here and it's definitely uh it's definitely a different style of football, but a lot of things are similar. Um but uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's great. We get we try and get the ball down and play as much as you can. You're coming over to these stadiums, which are brilliant. The pitches are mostly immaculate. Um, say ninety nine percent of the clubs, maybe <laughs> the, the exception of one or two, maybe. But I won't name them. Uh, <laughs> you have to now. Most of it's most of like our, our pitch is perfect. We're playing in that. Like it's freshly cut every day. It's nicely watered. So it's, it, the facilities are unbelievable here. So if you can't play football on these pitches, you're, you can't play football anywhere. Do you get me? So uh, no, it's good. 
So um, I was just going to say there to you, uh, I saw you uh, in this, one of the Sacramento's videos um, on the pitch or something where they mic'd you up and they were following you at like a train session and stuff like that. And you were barking orders. <laughs> you were giving encouragement and, and all that kind of stuff. So is, is that is that the, the type of player you are on the pitch or is that you just like kind of acting up for, for the camera? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I hated that. Uh, I hated that. It was... Uh... <laughs> when you're, you're giving out you don't know what you're saying half the time and you could be you could be having a joke with somebody and then you realise you're on camera and there's mic'd up <laughs> I was a bit on my to- I wasn't myself if I'm being honest I was very I was very held back in that session if I'm being honest I was very shy uh, just I didn't want to say anything stupid but uh, yeah no it, I, that's me I try to be I try and help the team as much I think as a defender you sort of have to be loud and vocal and coming from Ireland where that's sort of it's a given really when you're over in Ireland it's sort of it's expected of you so um, yeah it's just uh, that would be part of my game yeah I'll put a a link to the video in the description for the the podcast so people can check you out uh, being reserved (laughs) 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 So, so so like now you've had a taste of the California life and um, I'm sure you're loving it, like I mean, like the beach life and the, the weather and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, do you think this you're going, you want to stay here, or like, is uh, do, do you want to like, do you think you'll go back home? Like, what, where, where's your head at? Mm, if I'm being honest, I just want to do as well as I can this season, um, go from there and see what happens from there. Um, I think if you look too far ahead, the things sort of catch up with you and you get in trouble there so if you just take one game at a time and then by the end of the season it comes up with you and then you sort of you know where I think you sort of you go with your gut and go where you want to go Um, obviously this was an unbelievable opportunity that arose in COVID as well which was even luckier for me because a lot of things a lot of these this, these moves wouldn't happen for players so I was blessed that it's, it happened for me but uh, yeah I'm not looking too far in the future I'm just looking to try and finish this season as best we can and then hopefully I'll have a few options from there so you're back home you're playing for for Bowes uh as you said COVID has happened so the season was kind of curtailed and then it kind of came back a little bit like so how did the move come about like did like was were you scouted was it like just pure luck or (laughs) (laughs) so my agent has contacted me I think it was at 11 o'clock and I was in bed I looked at my phone he texted me saying listen this club's interested in you. Would you be, would you consider the move? And I went downstairs and I chatted to my mum and dad and just said, listen, uh, what do you think? And they were like, just sleep on it and we'll have a talk tomorrow or whatever. Uh, I rang my girlfriend, chatted to her about it, uh, chatted to all my family and then chatted to my friends as well just to see what, what they thought. And uh, yeah, the more, the more I sort of obviously chatted to the manager, I chatted to Todd, and the more I sort of looked into it, the more the more appealing it was to go over and give it give it a lash. And uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah. So it was sort of it was it was lucky. It came through my agent, and uh, yeah. So it sort of went from there. That's that's amazing. That you know you're just playing in the Irish Premier Division, and that move comes about like a, some bit of looking there, and you must have an amazing agent as well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was anyway, it, it, to be honest, because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, in Ireland, there was talks me. Well, I, I, if I was staying in Ireland, I would have stayed at Bowes, but I was there was talks of me going away to other countries, and nothing was put in con- concrete. But there was there was talks, and I was open to them talks. Uh, but then this this is something I didn't really, I would have never, 
I would have never imagined. Uh, being honest, last year, if you had told me I'd be sitting in California right now, I'd be laughing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just happened, and uh, yeah, I'm grateful it did. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so just taking things way back, uh, you're part of a, a program called Football Scholars, where they kind of like followed you when you're at Sunderland and, and stuff like that. Like, so, like, growing up in the the football academies in, in in England and like moving away at such a young age, like, how did you cope with that yourself? Like, I mean, like, it's like obviously it's probably helped you now because you know, you're, you're still only young, you're still 23, but you're able to move away, da, da, da. But, like, what was that like, like, moving away from your family at such a young age to... to... Yeah, that was tough. I'm not going to lie. I was 15, uh, very young going away, which probably very few people do go away from home to a different country at 15. But um, I lived with another lad from Dublin, James Talbot, and me and him were like brothers. Uh, we literally, we lived together for four years, uh, we were best pals. We did everything together. And that definitely helped because when days where he was down or days where I was down, we sort of helped each other. Just to, We went out for walks and just took our mind off being homesick, which was good. Um, so he was, he, was a, he was a huge factor in me being able to sort of get through that time. But then again, I was a young kid playing football. So it's most kids' dreams. So a lot of the time I didn't really – I sort of – if I was homesick, it only lasted a day or two because I'd be busy playing football and my my head was there fully. So I had a great time in England. Um, I came to an end, came back to Ireland and probably come back to Ireland was a blessing in disguise because I got a great opportunity to play with Bowes and then I went to Cork and then I went back to Bowes and now I'm here. So if I had been in England and stayed in England now, I could still be playing reserve team football somewhere. So it's it, it, it sort of it worked out for the best. So what, what was it like? What's it like for... You know, everybody kind of like knows about the academies and all that kind of stuff, but I don't think people actually realize what your day to day is. So, so like, what what's what's the day of a, in in the life of a, like a young kid at uh, uh, one of these academies? Like, what's your day like? Um, so we'd start off today, be in for half eight, and when you're a scholar, you've got jobs to do. So, as a young lad, so I think I I first of all, like for the maybe first year scholar, you'd have to pump the balls up for the first team. You'd have to make sure the bibs, the cones were out and the boogie ready to go out and train. You'd have to clean first team players' boots. Um, I don't know if that's still happening now, but uh, it definitely <laughs> it, it was happening when I was there. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what was going on then. Um, just little jobs, maybe putting water in the gym, uh, just stuff that you do and then you get ready for your own training session you'd be in the gym you'd be so from about half eight to half nine you'd be doing jobs then half nine to ten o'clock you'd be getting ready for training and then train for two hours come in eat lunch and then maybe yeah i think we did college twice a week so you'd be in college at 12 o'clock till maybe four o'clock but then the other days you might be in the gym from uh, one o'clock to two o'clock so it's 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 quite similar to the professionals without the just take the college part of it out of it uh but no it was good i really enjoyed it had a great time and like you were with saint joseph's i think before you left yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah so how did you how did they how did you get picked up by sunderland to, to to go over there so i got picked up um i played for the ddsl which is like the dublin district team um and they seen me at the Kennedy Cup, which is like the big, the big age for fourteen-year-olds, and uh, I went over on trial, and I just went from there. And then obviously they kept tabs on me because I'd be playing. They had a scout in Ireland, and they'd watch me play if I was playing for Ireland or if I was at a had a big match for Joey's. And then I just kept going over all the holidays I could. I was going to I was going to a couple of clubs, um, 
and I just ended up picking Sunderland in the end. There was there was Wolves, Leicester, and Sunderland were the three clubs that offered me contracts. And at the time, Sunderland were in the best position. They gave me the best contract and the one that suited me most. So I picked there. But it's funny, like I go there and three now Sunderland League One, the other Wolves and Leicester. <laughs> that's, that's football for you. Things change so quickly, and it, it's it's a mad sport. But uh. Yeah, it was it was just the sort of it happened through playing well for the DSL going over and then doing well on trials. So, uh, how much convincing did it take uh, for you? Like, because you said there you're talking to your mom and dad before you made the move for, uh, to California. How much convincing did you have to give them to get you to let, let you move over to Sunland? Yeah, it was tough. They, didn't, <laughs> they wanted me to be honest. Obviously, the education was a big part of it. They wanted me to sort of, as all parents would want their kid to keep doing as much education as they want. But uh, when this offer came across to me, I was I was always going to go. Like I would have, I would have swam over if I had to. <laughs> I was going no matter what. So uh, it sort of just they sort of they tried to get an education plan in place for me and make sure that I was doing that. They were happy where I was living in the digs, uh, and they sort of they want they wanted the best for me or whatever I wanted. So they knew that this was my dream. So they weren't going to stop me. So yeah, I was, I'm grateful that they let me go. Yeah, like, like I was looking at like some of the players that you you played against while you were at the, their under twenty three. Like you played against Mason Mount and Joe Willock, and like yeah, like there's some great players in that that year of when you were playing for some of the lands under twenty three. Like so, like playing against those sort of players, like how did that develop you as a player yourself? Because like, like you're playing against the best pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, there's some great players there. Like, but uh, it's weird because you don't really at the time because obviously you can't fast forward and see where they are now but at the time you just treat them as as a as a normal if somebody's actually doing well you want to play better against them because you're like this last play for the first team I want to test myself against him and see how I get on so there was always added motivation there when you're playing against these players um, but that's the thing when you're playing reserve team football you could be playing against a first team starter come back from injury so there's good benefits to it but then again the games aren't really competitive because if you've got a lad dropping down from the first team he might not care as much as the young lads coming through and then the standard sort of drops a bit so it, it it's really good but it's false at times as well I was just hoping that you would have said that you're two footed Mason Mount or something no no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so as I said like the like um as you said, sorry, you you came back to to, to Ireland to, to play with with Bo. So, like, how difficult was it? Like, I mean, like your whole childhood has been spent at Sunland. Like, how difficult was it? Like to have to leave there and move on. I sort of took it one of two ways. I sort of at, at the start, I was upset. I took a week off and sort of went home. But then again, I got a a message from an old coach of mine, and he was with Bray Wonders at the time. So I went up and trained with Bray straight away. Uh, so I sort of I used it as motivation. I said, listen, if they didn't want me here any longer, I could don't prove to them that that was a bad decision from them. So I just used it as sort of fire in the belly to keep going and get better. So uh, I used it as sort of motivation. And I'm glad I did because you see what a lot of lads come back from England, they get upset and they just sort of give up football, they lose it up. But uh, I took it the other way. I sort of used it as motivation and said, listen, I'm here to prove these people wrong. So that's, that's how I went about it. So, so do you think that's something that they need to look at? Like, like as you said, like, like you, you were kind of strong-minded and you're able to like get out, try and break, get the move to Bowes. But I said for other kids, it's like 
it's just like such a heartbreak, right? That they it's very difficult for them to cope. So, well, is is there anything done when you're leaving a club like that to say like, hey, we'll try and get you in somewhere, or is it literally like you're cut? See you later. Best of luck. It's pretty well. It depends, really. I my situation was a bit different because I only got told that I wasn't getting a new contract literally the last few days of the season. I think it was like three minutes before the season ended, which was tough because I couldn't really get out and go to other clubs then. Um, but if, if you get told early, it's probably better because then they'll try and help you. But three days in, when every, then everyone's going on the holidays, you can't do much because there's no time to go anywhere. So that was that was frustrating. Um, but yeah, I was just lucky that I had the opportunity to go back to Ireland and uh, get a club that way. And... Uh... Bows like are one of the most famous clubs in Ireland. Uh, what was it like uh, that first time, like going out into Dalier and like playing in front of the crowd? Yeah, I, my first game was up in Finn Harps, and if you know Finn Harps, it's, uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a nicest place to go. Uh, it was a, it, uh, as as you'd imagine, a typical night up in Bally Buffet. It was pissing rain. Uh, it was just, it, everything you expect going up there. Uh, so that was my debut up there, and I remember. I, I butterflies the whole game, but I had a good game and I was happy. And then it sort of got easier the more you play. Obviously, it was never easy, but the nerves sort of started to go away once you you play more and more matches. So uh, yeah, the first the first year I got there, uh, I I got injured early, and then I sort of took, a, took took me a few games to get back in the team, and then I sort of went on and I had a good finish to the season. And the next season I kicked on, which was which I was lucky that happened. Yeah, well, it was kind of strange. Like, like you were doing like really, really well. I mean, like you're you're playing a lot of games. Um, like you just had a couple of cup runs and, and stuff like that. And then you moved to Cork. Like, what was the? Like, it just seems it just seemed odd that you you're doing so well at Bowes. Like, why you'd want it? Like, but why the move? Like, was it just? It was. It was a weird one because that Bowes team was a really good team. We did. We lost to Cork actually in the semi final replay. I think we went. 13 games unbeaten at the end of the season we did quite well uh, but I don't know I think it was just, it was the right move at the time for me Cork were full time Bows were only part time at the time uh, they're part time but really full time they're just they train in the evenings uh, but yeah I think I thought Cork were going to go and win the league and push for a league title they've been up there for so long uh, they had a good good squad and I was I said listen it's a bit of a change for me I'll go Go and give it. Go give full time football another another go and go somewhere different and see how it goes for me. Um, little did I know that it was going to go the other way around. That Cork would have been struggling and Bowes went up the other end of the table. But that's again, that's just football. Um, I had a great time in Cork. I learned a lot. I met some great people, and I wouldn't have changed it. Um, it, it was a part of. I'd never experienced. Uh, managers leave and I had three managers in that season so I had a lot of experience from that season in Cork Cork's a huge football football town so just a lot of pressure when you're going out to play there and as a young lad definitely helped me dealing with it and overall I thought the season was tough but I personally I thought I had a, had a good season and it sort of got me to move back to Bowes if, because of that so I went back to Bowes after that and then I had a, last season was a, it was a tough year for everyone but the season itself was a great year for Bowes. We did quite well. Uh, and then this opportunity arose and then I came over here. So, um, like, what's the, like, you were mentioning about part-time football. 
I didn't realize I always thought that bows were because they're like such a big club, they were full time. So when you're when you're part time, like so how does that work? Like do, do you have like an evening job as a taxi driver or something? Or like I, Yeah, no, I actually I I went to college, went back to college, I did a personal training course. So it's for my in my second year back at uh Second year back in Ireland, I did a college course online. So that kept me busy in the mornings because we train in the evenings. So I would do that. Uh, I did that for the first for the whole year and then went to Cork, obviously, full-time. And then last year with the COVID pandemic, I didn't actually – I just played football full-time. And as the years have gone on, bows are, bows are pretty much full-time, but they just train in the evening. So it gives people the opportunity to work if they want to work. But – if you don't work, they have people in to do tra- extra training sessions in the morning. So it is basically full time now. But um, two years ago, it wasn't it wasn't like this. But now it's very much getting as much as you can. It's a full time environment, just training in the evenings. So uh, yeah, so that's that's how I went about it anyway. Nice, nice. Um, so do you plan on doing anything with your personal training degree after you finish football? Like, do you have like? Uh, you gonna- yeah, listen, I it's it's a long time away. Hopefully, uh, touch wood, but. Uh, I've got. I'm just going to concentrate on football for the next couple of years. Um, I will start looking into what I'm going to do after football. But I'm 23, so the next couple of years, I'm just going to give football my all and go from there. And then, hopefully, if I do well, more opportunities might arise in other other areas of areas of life, and then go from there. Just uh, when you retire, start like a personal training team down in Venice Beach or something. Uh, you know that I mean, then I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like the muscle lads either. <laughs> <laughs> or else you could just bring it back to Ireland and set up down in Daily Mount. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Dolly, Dolly Mount, I should say, not Daily Mount. <laughs> so, so playing for Bowes, as you mentioned, there was a lot of pressure playing for Cork, but as I said, Bowes, like, uh, like they're the second biggest team in Dublin because I'm a Shamrock Rovers fan. Um, so, so. I agree with you. Yeah, we're wrong, wrong player. <laughs> but like, what's, um, what is that pressure like though? Like, I mean, like you've got like half a city that like are like rolling behind you and want the team to do well. Like, like how do you handle the pressure of uh, playing for such a big club? I loved it. Sort of, you go out and you have to be on your game because if you're not, you'll get it off the people in the stands. So. <laughs> Every, I think whatever football I want to play in good atmosphere and there's always a good atmosphere in daily minutes and in, in turn as cross when I was there was always a good atmosphere so I've been lucky that I've been at clubs where they've got great fans and you're going out and you want to play well every week just so you can you can hear the fans going good atmosphere and everyone's on a, on a good buzz uh, but there is pressure with that obviously if you're not doing well you're going through tough patches it's tough but I'll stand to you in the future if you, uh, if you go around go about the right way and uh, yeah, it's 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 very enjoyable playing in front of fans that sort of provide a good atmosphere. And what's it like playing in the the, the Dublin Derby like Shams, Shamrock Rovers, and Bohem? Yeah, that's a crazy night, all right. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably it's the best atmosphere I've played in front of, uh, under without a doubt. Uh, crazy. It, 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 it's something like you'd see in Eastern Europe where the the hooligans are there and the players are going off and. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, a, fu- a fun family outing, right? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't class it as that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the families have great times there as well, I'd say. <laughs> Just don't go into the terraces. So, <laughs> uh, one of the questions I always ask everybody, so you're going to play in a five-side tournament. From the players that you've played with, 
Who's on your team? The goalkeeper will definitely be James Talbot. Yeah, he, uh, he he's uh, he's the best keeper I've played with. Uh, I played obviously I played when I was in Sunderland. I played a couple of reserve team games with Jordan Pickford, who's an unbelievable keeper as well, and he's flying now. But uh, James would have been one of my best mates. I, I was always going to pick him, so he'd be the goal. <laughs> Defenders, I would pick. I played a couple of times with John Egan in. Uh, Nice. As well, yeah, and he was he was great with me when I was when I was younger. So I I definitely put him in there. He's flying now, so he'd be in it as well. And I'd have, I'd who would I have in midfield? I'd probably go for Keith Buckley. He's he's the he's the captain of Bows, and he he's a proper leader. So I'd have him in there anyway. Um, I'd probably go for. I'd go for Derek Vermella, a fellow I live with now. Plays in the, he lives in the house with me. He'd be in the 10. He's a great player. And then I think I've got one place left. I'd throw me up front as well, just to change it up a bit. Uh, <laughs> if, if it was five side with the mate, I'd, I'd get the bragging rights if I ever get a few goals. So uh, yeah, I'd throw me up front. Love it, love it, love it. So uh, can you just recap that for me? <laughs> that would be uh, James Talbot, um, John Egan, Keith Buckley, uh, Derek Vermella and myself. Solid, solid team. So um, my last uh, question before I let you go. Uh, I read somewhere that you, you were a rugby player when you were growing up. Um, yeah. So how much do you, do you ever regret not continuing down the rugby road? Um, because you could be playing for like Leinster and Ireland and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't. Um, that's easy. I get that question sometimes and I just say, listen, anything could have happened that way. I might have just fell out of love for rugby and I played Gaelic as well. So it was those three sports which I loved. Um, football always was my favourite. So, uh, no, I was always going to go through that. And I, I, don't live a, I don't live my life saying, what if? So I went down this path. Who's to say I, I might not have ever got to the level that I wanted to get in those sports. So, no, I'm glad. I'm in a, I'm in a great position now in football. So hopefully I can sort of go on and go from there. Love that, uh, love that positive attitude, man. It's amazing. Um, do you think the Dubs are going to do it again this year? I I don't see anyone actually. Kerry look good, but uh, no, I hope so. I hope I hope the Dubs do the business. Up the Dubs, man. Up the Dubs. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm so happy for you, man. It's great to see people smiling and enjoying their lives, and uh, you get to do something that we all just dream of: play football for a living. So. Yeah, okay. stay, yeah, stay, yeah, I know. Yeah, stay safe, uh, stay happy, man, and uh, enjoy that California life, man. Perfect. Thanks very uh, thanks much for having me. Yeah, Good buddy, really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Thanks.